Amen. So I got about 15 minutes. I'm going to share some stuff with you guys. All right. Hopefully you're encouraged already. It was an amazing service. Um, to be able to be part of this ministry in the Bronx, New York, where you can see families and families getting baptized. I know it's not the regular scheduled program, but here I am too. I, everybody tells me to slow down. I'm going to try my best, but uh, James is James, and you're going to get what you get. So I pray that the Holy Spirit speaks to you this morning. And my topic today is, you grown. You make sense of that, what you want to make sense of it. Morgan Freeman tells us, he said, you not grown until you say I grown. But we, we don't care about what Morgan Freeman says, right? The Urban Dictionary, it says, grown is acting mature. Doing what older people do, no longer acting like a little kid. So, we got some definitions of what it means to be grown. But I'm going to go to the Bible in Philippians 1, verse 6. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And I think wherever you are today, if you're just visiting for the first time, if you've been a disciple for forever, God is allowing us to grow up in Him. God is saying, hey man, I'm working on something. That, that song that, that we heard, God's not done with you. And that, that's where you're at this morning, okay? So just in case you didn't know, God's still working on you till, till the day that He's done, and I don't know when that is. Um, so, again, we're, we're all on a journey. So, so this next slide talks about that, that song. And I went to visit Tito. You guys remember Tito, right? He's down in Omaha, Nebraska, going to visit uh, Maurice's people over there. Tito, what are you doing in Omaha? They're doing well. He's helping out with the sermons and, and all of that is so cool. But my own personal journey, that's his journey. You got your journey. I said I want to visit 40 states by the time I'm 40 years old. I got three more months to, to do that. And I said, hey, I'm going to go to North Dakota. <laughs> What's in North Dakota? He went to North Dakota. Yeah, I don't know. There's nothing there. But that was my own personal journey. <laughs> To say, hey, I'm going to go to North Dakota. So I'm actually, this, this week, I'm going to hit my 40th state. I'm going to Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't know what's there either. I think they have cheese. But this is my journey. These are little things that James does. Tito's like, you can borrow my car. I don't want to do that. So I was riding in his big truck. And, and that's where we're at this morning. So we're going to talk about you. So I'm going to... So, this, this is me riding to, to work. So that, that's, my, that's my big journey. But then we got our daily journey. So this is me. I'm, I'm riding. Oh, snap. As I ride, I ride down the Grand Concourse. And passing Fordham Road, I got hit by a car twice. Uh, people cut me off constantly. This is everybody else on the road. So that's me. Everybody else coming from in behind cars. They like they're like, what? What are, what are they like? Pat, Pat, show, show them what they do to me when I'm riding to work. Show them what they do. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Consistently. Non-stop. People are paying no attention. They're in their own world. And I hope that's not you this morning. I hope with the next ten minutes that I have to preach my twenty points to you, that, that you... I'm not kidding. <laughs> my next point is you. That, that's, that's what we're talking about. It says, the hairs on your head are counted. So the next slide, is, it doesn't matter how many hairs you have on your head. <laughs> Zero, 10,000, a million. God said, this is about you. I counted the numbers of the hairs on your head. And I know we worked, yeah, I don't know how many, there's one. Zero, you're good. <laughs> God knows you. <laughs> 
it talks about the sheep. The Bible talks about the sheep. And I, I love that one, too, where it says he's going to leave the 99. He's going to leave the 99 and just think about you. So if you've got 99 problems right now, <laughs> focusing on God shouldn't be one. <laughs> because God is focused 100% on you. He said, I'm going to forget about anything else. Forget that James talks too fast. The Bible is going to speak to me this morning. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to me this morning. Because God is concerned about me. So, my first or 70th point is, well, I'm going to spell out the word groan, alright? Can you help me with, with that? So, so groan, the G stands for graduate. So we're, we're here, um, today's Sunday. So Friday, I went to my 25 year, uh, reunion at, um, for, for my grammar school. 25 years. And let me go back and, uh, I got a picture of my teacher from, from there. 25 years ago. Check this out. Check this out. Check out the Chicago Bulls tie. I'm still. That's, that's me and Mr. Fry. Eighth grade graduation. About 13 years old like Leah. I wasn't ready to become a Christian back then. Mr. Fry right now is my daughter's teacher. Victoria's 12 years old. 25 years later, that's Mr. Fry. I found this picture on Facebook. He, he rides a bike still. And that's my new ride. I don't ride a bicycle. I, I upgraded to an electric scooter. And I still got those people zooming by. Oh, Lord of mercy. Watch out. But we graduated. We, we went from one place to another. Which graduation is, is important? We got, we're going to talk about those things. But I think... Sometimes we have this worldly mindset. We think of worldly things. And, and Bob Goff, this is a, a book. Lamine bought this book for me. It's called Love Does. And, and he has this quote. It says, I used to think that God was like an editor, trying to find all the typos in my life, standing over my shoulder like a school mom, ready to whack me on the knuckles with a yardstick. But I've learned that God is not an editor. He's a creator. So... I, I like that point because, again, we can think of school. Some of us, especially from Caribbean backgrounds, we, we, we know what that means to, to discipline you. I come from Catholic school. I, I'm a little, I'm not as, they couldn't do that back then. I definitely can't do that now in the public schools. But we have a mindset of what it means to, to grow up. Like God has to fix you before you're grown. And I, I know, was Leah ready to get baptized? Was Michael ready to get baptized? The parents like, ah, I don't know. Nobody's ready to get baptized. That's, that's not how God works. When you get baptized, you receive the forgiveness of your sins. You receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We're never ready. We, we don't do this. We don't do this in a way. We, we come, we think, I've got to wear a tie. Then, then I graduate. Now I'm mature. I'm all grown. I don't need a tie. God loves me without the tie, okay? We're, we're good. We don't want to put church things. We don't want to put worldly things in our mind to say, oh, this is what it means to be a Christian. James has to be dressed in a blazer. I know some of you are judging me that I'm wearing sneakers right now, okay? But the only graduation that counts, the Bible tells us in uh, Hebrews 8, it says, for I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. That, that's our first graduation. Whatever else you did, however much you, you've grown, my parents were good. They're not disciples. They taught me good things. The only graduation that counted is when, when my sins were forgiven. When I said, hey, Jesus is Lord. I went in that water. I came out. So I'm good. Right now I am covered in the blood of Jesus. Graduation number one. If you're not there, get there. Graduation number two that counts. First Peter 1.9. It says... 
I'm going too fast, right? Breathe. Sorry. Nah, it's, you know, that's what you get. But, but the second one, however long you have to wait, and I'm excited. I'm excited to get to heaven. That's why when I get a chance to share and speak, I just go really, really fast. Because I, I can't wait to get to heaven. I'm so excited to serve in this church. To see Michael, all that work I, I did with him in preaching ministry, just coming back out of the blue, get baptized. To see Leo, who was a pain in the neck, saying, hey, I want to make Jesus Lord of my life. That makes me flat fired up. I'm excited. But then, to have my second graduation where I can go to heaven, the salvation of my soul can be there. Hopefully, again, we're all excited about that. Man, I'm going to graduate into heaven, and this is going to be amazing. And again, that, that's what we're, we're going for. Does that make sense so far? Point, point number one. Point, point number two. <laughs> what are you graduating from daily? Because there are things that we need to graduate from daily. God still works in our character. It's not like you're forgiven of your sins and, and you're good. There, there's too much on those phones. There, there's a whole other world in, in, that, in that phone. The, the, the pornography, the, the gossip, the nonsense that, that's in those phones. We've got to repent of those things. And that's the, the second point, repent. I've got, I got four points in the word repent. Stay with me. I don't know how much time I've got left, but you guys all right? It's almost 11, 11.30, all right? I'm, I'm wrapping up. I, I, honest. So repentance, the, the first point is that repentance is not a bad word. When you tell somebody to repent, um, Bert and Ernie think, think that it's, it's a b- bad thing. God tells us, those who I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. God loves us, so we repent. I don't tell people, hey, don't watch pornography because it's, uh, it's going to ruin your life. It's going to ruin your marriage. It's going to ruin your kid's life. There, this, the sins, the things that God tells us to, to repent of is not a bad thing. You, you work on it. Hey, James, don't be angry. That's not a bad thing. Victoria did a Devo for us the, the other day. I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah, do a Devo. She pulled out scriptures on, on anger. We, we were convicted. I'm like, man, this, this is a good thing. I need to repent of my anger. So when we have conversations, repent. Be, be happy that we're repenting. And that, that's the next point. The next point that it, it should be a joyful thing. It says repentance is refreshing. Uh, the book of James. I can't do a sermon without preaching from the book of James. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that God wants to make you complete. That, that's what he's doing. Hey, God's not done with you. He's working on you. Re- repent. But you have to confess and, and repent, and then you do feel joyful afterwards. Do you think my kids are happier when I'm not as angry? Obviously. So everybody's joyful when, when you repent. When we're not annoying each other, it's a joyful thing. The next one... Repentance needs to be daily. It's not like, oh, you know, whatever, how come you're, you're not like me? Take this cross away from me. It says, you die to yourself daily. That's why I read my Bible daily. Because it's a different lesson every single morning that, that I need to carry. It's not my cross. It's, it's your, your cross. You're not going to have the same things as, as me. But it's daily when we wake up. If we're a disciple, if we want to make Jesus Lord. Hey, God. I'm going to take up my cross. I'm going to repent daily. Whatever that means. And again, hopefully we feel good about it. And then the last thing is just that we need reminders to, to repent. And we read the scripture over and over again. In Proverbs 3, it says, you know, have them on your neck. 
Maybe you, don't want, maybe you want to get a tattoo of Jesus on your neck. If that's going to be a reminder, I don't suggest that. <laughs> I don't suggest you getting tatted up or not having that conversation about tattoos. But, but I, I got this over here. I got my Philippians 4. Frank gave me this at his baptism. He said, I'm going to give you something. So do, do everything. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but do everything. Present your request to God. So that's my reminder. Hey, I get anxious pretty much every day. I struggle with anxiety every day. So, so this stays here. As a reminder, this was from Hope Ucor when we went to Kenya. They, they told us, they said, when, when you come back, that's where the real serving starts. It's easy to go serve when you're with a whole bunch of disciples. Now, when Malik has to borrow your car when you get back to the Bronx, all right, I'm going to serve. There's, there's my reminder. I still need to be a disciple over here. So reminders to repent. And our brothers and sisters, let's remind one another. We, we cool with that? All right. All right. Last three points, three-letter words. I'm going to try and finish it in three minutes. You you okay with that? Oh man, I'm I'm trying not I'm trying the the Latin ministry they, the way the way that they translate. I'm so sorry. So one, so I said a lot. You saw a lot of stuff going on. And again, God's concerned with you. And just one thing, three three-letter word. What does that mean? We're all just one step away. So today, you choose one thing. What are you going to repent of? What are you going to do? If you're a disciple, how do you need to repent in your personal life that's going to help someone else? Pick one thing. The Bible talks about so many. Like you just, God said, I'm going to make this thing simple. One spirit, one baptism, one Lord, one, one God, one Father of all. Like, I get overwhelmed. I, I, churches, churches work for me, man. I'm looking at all, all these people I need to talk to and reach out to. I'm like, let me focus on God and, and who I need to be. And then God is going to do the rest. I, I, I love Michael's mom. She's like, I had nothing to do with this. But she did because every day Mike would tell me, man, my, my mother would just be like Jesus. She would focus on herself, ask me how I'm doing, be, being like Jesus. George and Maria baptizing their, their granddaughter. They, they're just trying. Maria and George, they serve just every day. Just picking one thing. If everybody does one thing, this is an amazing church. And it is an amazing church. So when you leave, figure out that one thing. The second three-letter word, the second three-letter word is win. All I do is win, win, win. That's my, my favorite, favorite song. But we win in Jesus. It is done, finished, for, forget about it. Again, there's nothing, there's nothing, you're going to win in the end. If you stick in, if you had your first graduation, you got baptized, you're good. Just stick in there. Then the second graduation, you go to heaven. It's amazing. Um, it's, it says, God, I took over, I've overcome the whole world. I've taken over everything. It's done. And then it says, he's going to rejoice in you. Again, we don't feel like that because we go back to our old mindset. Oh, man. And even in church, <laughs> some of us go back to 2003. These guys who got baptized have no idea what 2003 is. We're, we're still talking about you're hurt from this and, and that. Mike Patterson, nobody remembers who, who these different guys are. You do. You got your own thing, but, but let's not put stuff on other people and making them feel like, oh, man. It's encouraging to see these kids. And that's, that's my goal. That's my, like, man, families in the Bronx. The Bronx is going to be a beacon of life for everybody. I'm hopeful of that. And hopefully, again, you're, you're with me on that. We're all hopeful. Max Lucado puts it this way. He's another great um, preacher. Um, It says, we need to hear that God is still in control. We need to hear that it's not over until he says so. We need to hear that life's mishaps and tragedies are not a reason to bail out. 
They're simply a reason to sit tight. Corrie ten Boom used to say, when a train goes through a tunnel and the world gets dark, do you jump out? Of course not. You sit still and trust the engineer to get you through. And again, that, that's where we're at, guys. Hopefully we're, we're feeling that, man, God is in control. As we go through trials. I'm not saying there's no trials, but we're enjoying it. The last one, last point, and then we got some announcements and a closing song. And we're going to give you guys a stick or two to remind you. That's why we come to church. Just get these reminders. Again, hopefully it's helping you to see God a little bit more clearly, even as fast as I go. I'm really trying to slow down. It's just so hard for me. So hard. Last point is now. That, that's it. I want to leave you with that. Right now is the right time for all of us, individually as a whole. And another one of my, my favorite uh, authors, John Eldridge, said, you don't have to figure it out. It's about walking with God and trusting him. It's all about loving him and loving others. Live life to the full. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the day. Experience God today and draw closer to him. And, and it says, for now is the day of salvation. So God is here. I can tell you, if Morgan Friedman, if Morgan Friedman tells you you're not grown, I'm telling you, you've grown. God, God got your back. We're going to grow up in the Lord. We are in an amazing place right now. Repent. Enjoy it. Be encouraged by all of the families that, that's here. But most of all, be encouraged by God. That he gives you the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of, of God's Holy Spirit. Thank you for today. That's our sermon. And uh, have a great time.